I know that all of you are in great anticipation of a deep theological thought, <laughs> and I really wish I had one for you, but I don't. I'm kind of simple-minded, and it'll be a simple message Praise this morning. Yep, we will be out of here and in the restaurant before you know it. <laughs> We're going to beat all them other guys, all the other churches this morning, no lines. No lines. Uh, we've decided that uh, as each week that Mark takes a vacation, uh, that one of the elders is going to step in. Uh, we'll don't know how that's going to work out. We'll find out, I guess. And uh, within a few months, we're supposed to get a taste of it today. And uh, I, I'm not a professional speaker by any means, so I beg for your mercy and your patience and lower your expectations and <laughs> you won't be near as disappointed. With all that said, I, I've built a theme this morning around a little child uh, story, a little nursery rhyme. <clears throat> A little nursery rhyme that we all know, and uh, my granddaughter Elizabeth, I'm sure, knows it, and, and uh, uh, we've all heard it a, a, a million times. Before we do that, though, I want to pray. Our dear and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and thank you for the opportunity to, to be in your house, to worship you and to praise you and honor you as our God. And Father, we thank you for our time of communion. Time to stop and reflect on Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. Giving us the hope of eternal life. And Father, we stake our lives on that. Father, we need you every moment of every day. I stand here before this people as a broken person. Father, each one of us broken before you. We need you every moment of every day. Go with us out through this short message and help us, Father, to grab hold of the truths of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It's really a sad story, isn't it? But I want to think about it this morning, how really, how true it is. Have you ever felt like you fell off the wall? Perhaps the whole world is against you. Everything you touch is going wrong. How about 
Have you ever felt broken? Perhaps thinking that our friends have let us down. Maybe, maybe it's our family that, that's rejected us or said something hurtful. Could be our health is failing and we're dealing with issues like cancer, diabetes, or heart issues. It's all around us. Let's face it, we're broken. Ever since time began, when God created this world and Adam and Eve put them in the garden in a perfect world, we screwed it up. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. You notice I haven't gotten notes up on the board. I don't have uh, the intelligence to do the PowerPoint and all that stuff, so you're going to have to go back to the Bible this morning uh, on your phones or or the however that you have the Bible, but we're going to go to Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1 through 5 right now, and then we're going to skip down to uh, verse 14 in just a minute. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. We all know the story. The woman took the fruit that was forbidden and ate it, gave it to her husband, and he took of it also. Thus, creating a separation from what God intended the world to be. A separation caused by sin. The world was broken. And we today still suffer from those consequences. Going down to, to verse uh, 14. And the, and the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock. 
And above all beasts of the field, on your belly you will go. And dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you will bring forth children, and your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. And out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Three curses God pronounced on, well, one, the devil, on women with childbirth, pain, and with thorns and thistles. We'll have to work We'll have to struggle, we'll have to fight. <sighs> Just like Humpty Dumpty, the world is broken. You always ask and wonder and think, if they hadn't sinned in the garden, would man have ever died? Would he have lived forever? I don't know. It's just something um, to think about. But the world was broken, and so are we. You think, wait a minute. I didn't have anything to do with that. That was before my time. And besides, we live under grace. I've been baptized. I've accepted Jesus. I've, my sins have been forgiven. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. Our salvation, your salvation, is safe. Jesus paid that price at Calvary. But like old Humpty Dumpty, we're still broken. 
we still sin. Don't ever think that we're above it. You know, look at some examples. There's, there's many examples. I mean, we could, we could talk about David for, for hours. We're not. We're going. Yeah, amen. We're going to go to to Luke chapter twenty-two. You know, uh, Peter is one of the one of my favorite characters. Him, him, Peter and Paul in the Bible are two of the just outstanding uh, people. I guess that we relate to. Uh, Turn to Luke chapter 22, verse uh, 31 through 34. Peter was uh, with Jesus in the upper room. And, uh, you know, he was, he was close with Jesus. One of the ones that, for three years, they, he lived with Jesus and traveled with him and saw the miracles and the, the, the things that Jesus did. He was close. But he was also kind of bold, outspoken. Verse, verse 31, Jesus is talking and he says, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And Peter, one of his bold statements, Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. One page over, Jesus has been, they've been to the garden, and Jesus has been arrested, down to verse 54, Luke 22, verse 54. And they seized him and led him away, bringing him to the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. The servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looked closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. And a little, a little later, someone else saw him and said, 
you also are one of them. But Peter said to them, man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, certainly this man was with him, for he too is in the Galilean. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately while they were still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Behold, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter was broken. Later on, Jesus and in John, the twenty first chapter, verses fifteen and seventeen, when they had finished breaking bread, Jesus said to Simon Peter. Simon, son of John, do you love me? More than these, he said to him, Yes, Lord. I know that you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said it to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Peter was broken, yet God took the time to, to forgive him, to acknowledge his wrong, and to give him hope. Can't you imagine Peter going through this experience and then the next morning he's walking down the, the road and the rooster crows again. Could you, couldn't imagine rejecting Jesus in that way 
the rooster crows and he realizes that that what he had done and every time for the rest of his life when a rooster crows a shiver would go down his back it would bring back the memory of that sin every day every day for the rest of his life you know there's many examples of people in sin we could look to Romans Paul Paul is is struggling struggling with sin Romans chapter 7, just a few verses just to to bring back to memory. Verse 15 in Romans 7 says, I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. But I do the very things that I hate. Now I If I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That is good. So I, so now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. Anybody here have sinned since you was baptized? Some of us, it's a long time ago since we were even baptized. Each one of us has a different story. Let's just go back 10 years. Have we sinned in the last 10 years? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What about what about last year? You know? You know, I'm not going to ask for hands because I'm going to get a little closer here. What about last month? What about last last week? How about yesterday?
What about even today? Even in this last hour, you see, if we're honest with ourselves, we're still broken. Romans 8, we read from a while ago. Romans has one of my favorite books. Go down to verse 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free. Free in Jesus Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for our sin. He condemns sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to flesh but according to scripture. Our sin is still forgiven. Our salvation is safe. But I want us to do is to realize never get too proud Never get too bold as to think that we are without sin. Sin is dangerous. But you know, we know the end of the story. We know the final outcome. Don't let sin distract us, but acknowledge it. Be aware of it, because it's always going to be here. Since God put those curses in place in the beginning of time, we will deal with sin all the days of our life. In Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold 
dwelling place of God is with man. And he will dwell with them. And they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. The curse will be over. The curse will be over. Let's pray. Our dear and loving Heavenly Father, stand here, Father, before you broken. You created us in perfection. Yet we allowed sin to come into this world and separate us from you. It tries to. Father, it tries awful hard. Father, you are the answer. Father, keep us keep our thoughts pure. Help us to stay on track with your with your desires for us. Help us to tell others about you that they might know you also. That they might know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. Father, draw us ever closer to you. Put the sin behind us. Make us into the people you want us to be. Father, that's our prayer this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.